Welcome to Coaching Kidlet, a podcast about writing and publishing good kidlet. We dig into various aspects of writing craft through a kidlet lens and provide inspiration and clear, actionable items to help writers like you move forward on their kidlet writing journeys. I'm Christy Yaros, author, accelerator, certified book coach, and author focusing on middle grade and young adult. I'm Sharon Skinner, author, accelerator, certified book coach, and author of Speculative Fiction and Kidlet, including picture book, middle grade, and young adult. Sharon, I would love to talk to you about target readers. What is a target reader? So a target reader is the person you're targeting your book at and your or your story at. When I was in the Navy, I, I worked on communications equipment and I worked on transmitters and receivers and radio transmitters transmit a signal on a specific frequency and that frequency if the receiver is set up to receive it is decipherable by that receiver and then can be turned back into sound waves that you can then hear and that's how transmitters and receivers work and I've always believed that when you are an author you are basically a transmitter. You're transmitting information. You're transmitting a story out into the world. And the target reader is your receiver. The, that's the person who's tuned in to get the signal that you're putting out. So I've heard people say that, you know, I'm writing for kids. That's my target audience. Why is that not good enough? Why is it not good enough for me to say, I am writing a book that kids will love? Well, because, you know, what kids? Kids come in all sizes, shapes, cultures, ages. There's such a range of kids. And a concept that you're trying to get across to a kiddo who's maybe, you know, still doing board books might be a concept book. It might be colors and numbers and letters and things like that. But a YA book deals with the harsh realities of the world in so many ways and middle grade oh my gosh what a messy time for kids they're starting to figure out who they are and they're not sure what they want to be and who they want to be and they're getting a lot of pressure from a lot of different places and so you if you say kids I mean which kids you're talking that's a big range that's a lot of differences and so the first thing you need to do is hone in on who's Who's that target kiddo that you are writing for? Are you writing for baby books, concept books for the little kids? Are you writing maybe uh, nonfiction for younger readers that can be uh, done in a picture book format? Or are you writing early readers or chapter books for emergent readers who are just now starting to really read on their own and do it well? And and but they can only handle so many concepts and so many words at a time. So who who is that kid? It's the kids are not the same. So the first thing you have to do is decide what age range and oh, you know that kiddo falls into, and what kind of things do they like? Are you writing a book for a kid who likes sports? Are you writing a book for a kid who likes dogs? I mean. You know, there's all there's so many variables and now you don't have to it's not just one specific this is only you're not by choosing a target reader before you write you are not saying this book will only appeal to children who like dogs 
Well, of course not. But the to have in your mind a, a specific reader who, and, and this goes back to what I like to say about who's that reader who's going to finish your book and then hug it really tight and have a moment with your book when it's done and, and or not want it to end and not want to put it down or wants to have that book read to them over and over and over. Who is that kiddo? Because there are a lot of kiddos who are very similar to that kiddo, but who is that one kiddo that that's going to love it at that level? Uh, that's who I like to write for because that's who I know I'm going to really resonate the, with, that my signal's really going to connect with. That doesn't mean that the signal's not going to connect with a broader audience, but that I at least have in mind who I'm trying to connect with and in what way. And now that helps you when you're writing your book, but also when you're querying your book. You have to know, you know, who your target audience is, because that's a piece of the query that's incredibly important. And it's also when you're trying to figure out what agent you're looking to query or what publisher you're hoping to publish with, because they are very specific about what they publish or what they rep. Not all agents rep everything. Some I know agents who only rep picture books and not only only rep picture books, but only picture books with a character arc. They don't do concept books. They only sell books with a character arc. So, you know, you want to know who your target agent is as well, who you're trying to engage in loving your book as much and knowing that there's a target audience out there for it. Right. So comparing to saying kids who who in, enjoyed this book, kids who enjoy this movie, this TV show, but also kids who have this interest, kids who have these feelings, right? I mean, there's so many ways that you can come at it and still, you know, I mean, like my daughter, when she was younger, it was like it had to have an animal in it and the animal could not be hurt or, or injured or dying. And you could kill all the humans. That was totally fine. But if an animal like that was it, that was like one of her, is there an animal in the book? Yes. Then she would read it and it almost didn't matter what else it, it was about. And then you have, you know, kids who, who only want to read fantasies, right? I mean, who only want to read books that have sports in them. And maybe they don't have to be only contemporary books. It could be a fantasy book that has sports in it. It could be a science fiction book that has, that has sports in it. Well, I mean, there's Quidditch, right? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. So, yeah, no, but you're right. I mean, my daughter was a Goosebumps fanat fanatic. She's just like anything and everything Goosebumps. And she graduated from that into more, a little more horror and a little less funny stuff, more into the actual, you know, scary stuff. It was her thing. So, you know, she really liked that. And if I were writing that, that's the kid I would be writing it for. You know, that's who I would be in my head when I'd be thinking, well, who, who's going to love this and how, how are they going to love this? And, you know, if, if I'm writing it that way, then I know if I'm hitting a false note for that reader. And that's important because, you know, you set up the expectations. I think we talked a little bit about this in our previous episode. We talked about the expectations you set up with a, 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 category or a genre or what have you and you don't want to bring false notes in what you're writing because your target reader is gonna they're gonna hear those as sour notes they're just not gonna 
connect with it on that level that you want. You want that deep level connection. You want kids to get to read your book and then tell all their friends about it and why it was so fabulous, because then that's how the other kids will start to love your book, right? You get that one target reader who just can't shut up about it. That's what and you want. tells it to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what about, let's talk about the difference between your target audiences, who is going to read your book, but not necessarily easy for you to get your book directly from you into the hands of your target reader. Because as we know, with children, somebody else is buying that book for them, be it a librarian who's putting it in the library or a parent or grandparent, whatever that's buying the book and putting it in their hands. And while, yes, if you're lucky, you you get to go into the bookstore and walk around and pick out what book you, you want, but it doesn't always work like that. And so let's talk about the difference between the target audience and what we call the, the gatekeeper or the target buyers. Yeah, so that's a that's a really good one because again, and that alludes back to you know your agents and your publishers too, because before you can even get it to the target buyers, you've got to get buy-in from the people in the publishing industry who are going to publish your book. So it it is a an interesting challenge because you want to make sure that it's appealing to kids and that your readers are going to love it. But it also has to be something that the gatekeepers will see as worthy of putting in the hands of a child. It's, it's a real challenge to make sure that it's also, again, something that someone's going to spend money on to put in the hands of their kiddo. And I think that nowadays, that's even more important for independent authors or self-publishing authors to be aware of. Because if you're going the traditional route or you're finding an agent, you found somebody who's going to cheerlead that on and they're going to push that out into the world. And they kind of know that world better than you do. And so they are pretty savvy about what will at least be saleable or commercial. But if you're self-pubbing or in doing, going the independent route, you have to be a lot more thoughtful, I think, about, about how you present the work so that the buyers, the target buyers or the gatekeepers will want to put it in the hands of kids. Well, to your point about being self-published or an indie author, I mean, a lot of that is selling books yourself. It's getting your books in the hands. So where, where are you going to do that? Are you going to go to a sci-fi con and, and sell your book there? Is, are those people going to be interested in your book? Are you going to go to, you know, a uh, farmer's market? And are, are those the people that are, that are going to buy your book? Like, these are things that you kind of have to keep in mind because there are, I know, you know, people who have sold you know, a fiction book, fine, but it has aspects of this. And so this museum will, will carry it for them. Or, you know, this, this shop will carry it for them because it has a beach theme. So I can sell it to this gift shop. Yeah, the zoo will sell it if it's a monkey book, right? They, you have to be really, yeah, you kind of have to dig into your niche uh, markets for that and be really, I mean, you can put it on Amazon, you can do all that. But 
you want to get it in the hands of as many readers as possible. So looking at those niche markets is a really good, great way to do that. I, I know people who sell books at farmer's markets. We, I, I do sci-fi cons uh, and, and fantasy cons, you know, um, uh, comic cons, things like that. I've done a lot of book festivals. There's a lot of little book festivals and things like that. Well, you know, they'll come back. There were a lot of them before COVID, um, but as we know, uh, there's not as many opportunities to do face-to-face as there were, but there are a lot of bookstores now too, especially independent bookstores. If you look at them who are willing to do consignment and to take a risk on an independent author, if they don't have to outlay the cash in order to do so, they'll give you some shelf space and give you some opportunity on consignment. So there are things like that that, that are opportunities out there as well. So to, to that, then you, you know, when you're thinking about who your target audience is as you're writing, you need to think about where, where would this go on the shelf? If this is in a, a library, where are they putting it? What other books are going to be surrounding it? I mean, yeah, sometimes it's alphabetical and, you know, Yaros, I mean, I'm just going to be at the end. That's just the way life is. <laughs> but uh, if it's shelved by, you know, category and whatever, like who, who is, who are the great books that are surrounding you that are going to draw people to your book because they loved these, these other books? Yeah. And that's, that's huge. And that goes back to what you were saying, what we were saying earlier about identifying your target reader and, and what else do they love? What other books do they love? What, you know, this is a book that would, that would sit on the shelf in the room of a reader who loves goosebumps, or this is the book, a book that would sit in on the shelf in the room of a reader who loves animal books, you know, or, you know, whatever, the uh, funny animal books like clack, clack, moo, moo, or whatever. Those are the, the kinds of comparisons that you need to be aware of. I mean, again, when you're looking at target audience, you wanna also look at what are the comparative titles? what we call comp titles. What are those other books out there that are similar, not identical maybe, but similar in either either theme or voice or the type of world building or genre, whatever it is that's similar to yours. Because again, that's going to go in a query letter. If you're, if you're querying a, an agent or a publisher, you're going to want to be able to tell them readers of Harry Potter will like this book. Well, maybe not Harry Potter. That's that that gets a little bit out there. You 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 never want to say this is the next best thing to Harry Potter. You could say that this is a mashup of wizardry or uh, wizardry school and uh, and I don't know Mean Girls or something like that. You know, the, you want to be able to make comparisons and. That's another way to, to identify your target reader. Who is the reader who's going to love your book because they love these other things? Right, and I mean, those comps can be, it could be, you know, for people who love the setting of this kind of thing, but the voice of, of this, and that will catch you, kids who like the setting of that, but also other kids who like the voice of that and kids who like, who like both of those things. So, and the more I think that you can say, this is who is going to read my book. The easier it is for you to keep your book in focus as you're writing it, the easier it is for you to show an agent or an editor or someone else who's interested in your book that you know what your book is about. You know who's gonna read this. You're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing who, where it's gonna 
and it's easier for them to then go and sell it. I mean, it's not just an agent signing on to your thing. Okay, then it's them trying to sell it to an editor and the editor can like it, but the editor has to sell it to their acquisitions team and they have to convince marketing that this book is going to sell and why, why is this book different? How is this book different from all the other books that are, you know, every other fairy book that's out there, like why, yes, maybe this book is for kids who love fairies, but why are they also going to pick up this one and, and not, not the other ones? And that's really keeps you focused on how, how to do that. And I've seen a lot where authors can't really cannot place their book in the marketplace. And then that becomes a, a problem because like going back to our genres and our, um, categories and stuff if, if you try to be too many things to too many people you, you're going to end up being it, it doesn't fit anywhere and that doesn't right well and 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 if you're doing a mashup there there's no reason why you can't do a mashup of things but you need to know that's what you're doing and be able to articulate that and do it well uh, and and also back to what you just said about not knowing like a lot of authors who we work with sometimes don't know where it would fit on the shelf and they don't know and and they struggle authors struggle with well but nobody else has written this story well yeah actually a lot of people have written a similar story they just haven't written your version of it so where are those people and where are those books so that you can use them as comp titles because uh that's really the important thing because if you just say, oh, no one's ever written anything like this, an agent or an editor is going to look at you and go, oh, well, then I probably can't sell it because it's a complete unknown. You've got to be able to tell them how and why it will sell in the world. Because once, yes, it's a creative product, product uh, project, it's, it's a work of art, it's a work of passion and love and joy and all those things until it's a book. And once it's a book, it's a product and you can do that for the joy of it. But most of us are doing it because we want to get it in the hands of readers. And the way that you do that is to sell it. It's got to be, you got to get it out in the world. I'm a firm believer that if you are a transmitter, you're not doing much of anything if there's no receiver to receive your signal. And so back to my little analogy about being transmitters and receivers, it's important for me to get my books and my stories out into the world so that those receivers, those, those readers, those individuals who are going to connect with it and have an emotional uh, response and experience are the ones I'm connecting with. I want this book in the hands of readers. I want eyeballs on these words. I want these stories to resonate. I'm not doing that if they're not out in the world. So we've talked a lot about target readers and target buyers. Let's let's get to our actionable item because I'm sure we could talk more, you know, way more about this, but we need to actually be able to do something about it, right? So how how do we find how are we going to go out there and find who your target audience is? So what is the first thing that you tell your authors that they should do to figure out who their target audiences? Well, I like the exercise that we use in the blueprint for a book that we learned from Jenny Nash through Author Accelerator, where you identify your target 
reader, but not just, oh, it's a reader of YA, but you drill down. I like to push my readers to drill down a bit more into it uh, and try and picture that one, that one reader who, like I said, is going to just read the devour this book and then hug it to themselves and feel like they've really been somewhere that maybe, you know, the book has changed them in some way, shape or form. And so I push on them to really dig down, to drill down to who that one reader is. And if there's a person in their lives, even if it was them as a kid, because sometimes I'm writing for who I was as a kid, very often, actually, I'm writing for who I was as a little girl. And I will picture myself as that little girl who was shy and didn't have friends except books and loved the characters in the books and all of that. I'll picture that person as my reader, my target reader. And that's who I'm writing for. How about you? I, I think I also do. Yes, definitely write for uh, the child that I was. Um, but I'm a visual person, so I would definitely probably make a Pinterest board and or something similar like that and pull in, you know, what those kids might look like and the different things. Um, but also it's kind of going back to what we said in the, the last episode, seeing else what else is out there and who who you think you're going to appeal to and what are they reading? And so how do you fit? So that would be, you know, category searches on um, Goodreads or on Amazon or in the, the World Cat um, where you can see, you know, how in every book when you open it, it's going to tell you the Library of Congress kind of topics that that go with it. So that's where, you know, what other books, how are they going to label your book? You know, are you romance, sports related? You know, are you family issues? Right. Those sort of categories. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I like the idea of Pinterest. I, I've used Pinterest for works in progress. So uh, I've actually made boards for the books that I'm writing. So I have places and I've even, you know, pulled faces and hairstyles in and things like that. So I, I like the idea of using a, a visual means to identify that target reader. I think that's great. I mean, even if it's a picture of, of you, of you as, as that, at that age, hanging up and saying like, okay, remind yourself, like I'm writing this book for you and I'm going to do the best that I can to make sure that you love it and that you get something out of it. So. Awesome. Yeah. So, so find your target readers and identify who, who you're writing for so that you can stay focused on who that receiver uh, of information is that you're trying to transmit your message to. So with that, I think, Thank you. We're out. Thanks, Christy. We'll talk Thanks, to you Sarah. again next time. We'll see everyone next time. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Coaching Kidlet, a writing and book coaching podcast for writers who want to level up their Kidlet writing game. For more about us and to discover what a book coach can do for you, check out coachingkidlet.com and follow us on social media.